Hi there, I'm talking to you. Yes, you. My name is Sherry, my pup's name is Sunny, and we're training to be an animal-assisted counseling team. You are listening to the Therapy Dog Talk podcast, the show that interviews past, present, and future therapy dog teams about how they're making an impact in their communities. Today we're talking with Taylor about her experiences training her Australian Labradoodle Bunsen towards becoming a therapy dog, why she wants to register through pet partners, and how mindset matters when training your dog. We'll discuss why Taylor wants to volunteer in clinical settings, the reality of nonlinear training, and the importance of keeping an open mind to separate human goals from canine enjoyment. Before we hop in, if you're just getting started on your therapy dog journey and feeling a bit lost, I've put together a free guide for you, which you can find on my website at freeguide.therapydogtalk.com. Without further ado, meet Taylor and Benson. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Yeah, I'm really excited to have you on because I know we've talked about our training journeys to therapy dog together and about how usually you only see the perfect and the successes and that it's really important to talk through the struggles along the way too. Yes, absolutely. And our journey has not been perfect and linear. So I am super excited to chat about it. Neither has ours. So I can definitely relate to that. For people who don't know you, tell us a little bit about yourself and about Benson. I'm Taylor. And then my mini Labradoodle, who is running outside, probably chasing squirrels right now with my husband, is Benson. He is just shy of two years. He'll be two years old at the end of January. And we are in Minnesota. We're just north of the Twin Cities. And we started our therapy. Oh, he's bringing me a toy. Sorry, guys. Don't be sorry. We started our therapy. (laughs) team training journey at the very end of July. So we're going on about two months right now. Wow, it's been two months already? Yes. Wow. I see we have a question here from Caroline asking if CGC is required for a therapy dog. And it depends on the program, actually. For Alliance of Therapy Dogs, I know it is not required, but the tests are very similar. So a lot of people do CGC first anyway. Taylor, I don't know about you and the program you're going through. Is it so that's been that? our experience too. We get to choose. So we go through Canine Coach, which is a local training company here who is also who we did some obedience classes with. But we go through their eight-week class and then we get to choose who we test with. So there's multiple organizations that will come in to Canine Coach and test us. We are going with pet partners. I don't know how how large they are. They're national. They're here too. Here in the Twin Cities, they seem to be the organization that gets into clinical-based settings more frequently than Therapy Dogs International or TDI, which is the other pretty common one here. We did not have to be CGC to get into the class, and we do not have to be CGC to test either. Given that we had to miss week seven and a lot of week eight of our class, they're actually going to allow me to test Benson CGC, and then about two months later, we're going to test their P-Dog. So we're going to do both, but it'll vary. Yeah, and I don't know about you, but CGC is just, it gives you kind of a goal to work towards, at least for us, just in terms of, I'm a first-time dog mom, like, I don't know what I need to do to train a dog. Yeah, CGC for us has been kind of like that checklist for my comfort of like, okay, if he 
can do all these. We can do anything. Yeah. And I think one thing I've learned is that CGC, Canine Good Citizen, which is the AKC test, American Kennel Club test, for those who aren't familiar with all these acronyms we're throwing at you, it doesn't mean your dog is perfect. Your dog does not have to be perfect to pass that exam. And even if they are during the exam, it doesn't mean they will be perfect the moment you leave the testing facility. So perfection (laughs) is not required. Not at all. I mean, I've even noticed that like we will have like a morning of tears and then we go to a training session and he's perfect and we walk out the door and I'm like, what is wrong with you? Like, no, perfection is not required for any of this. Sunny came home from Obedience One from her graduation and chewed up her certificate. There you have it. (laughs) Benny has ditched us, but I have my parents' dog. So he'll say hello. Aw, what's his name? This is Oliver. Hi, Oliver. (laughs) Hi, buddy. You can just hang out. This Mutter Fluffer asked, what am I feeding Sunny? It's a mixture of her infamous duck bacon and some zeewee something. She's that was my hungry. mistake. I didn't bring treats down. So like right before you went live, I was like feeding Benson ice cubes, trying to get him to sit on my lap. I was like, I give up. You know, last week Sunny didn't want to sit here for this and this week she does. So perfect. Yeah. So how did you discover the role of therapy dogs? I, I can't remember like the point at which... I discovered them. I remember I was very involved with the National Alliance on Mental Illness in college, leading an on-campus organization of them. And we frequently would bring in therapy dogs to meetings or host events on campus with therapy dogs. And at some point in that, I was like, I want to do this in the future. And I never really investigated it or kind of figured out what I needed to do until we brought Benson home because I've been I've been wrapped up in school and my degree is very clinical based and animals aren't always welcome. And I just didn't think that that was something that I could integrate where I was in my career. And then we brought Benny home and there was like no availability for training because it was March of 2020 and the world was shut down. And so I started investigating like, okay, what is CGC and what is therapy dog work and what do I have to do to do those? And that was my kind of checklist through training Benson on my own. There's days where I'm like, oh, he'll be great at this. And then there's other days where... I'm like, he might hate it and I might hate it, but we're going to give it a try. I know that feeling very well. (laughs) Yeah, I really liked that transparency that you shared when you started the journey. Like, we're taking this training. I don't know if we'll be a therapy dog team at the end of it, but we're taking this training. Yes. And I still, I mean, to this day, we've done six and a half of the eight weeks like the eight classes I would say well maybe six and three quarters and of on the very last we were able to attend almost the full session on our eighth week and I was able to get him through the entire test without treats which I'm not sure how your organization is but pet partners we are allowed to have treats when we test and you're allowed to have treats on visits as well They have to be treats that we provide, like they can't get them from visits. And then Therapy Dog International, you cannot. So all of us that go through the course, we practice on week seven with treats and then with week eight without. And so given we missed week seven with treats, I was a little worried how week eight would go. 
but he made it through. Wow. So. <laughs> That's awesome. Congrats. I, I was like, wait, why can't this just be the test? <laughs> For sure. That's amazing. But, yeah, I know so how hard that fun. can be. Yes. Especially when so much of training is with treats and yeah. we sometimes give treats, sometimes don't. But that felt like when he was in the training environment, he wanted that. Right. So that was one of our biggest struggles as we progressed through the classes. I was like, I don't know that we're ever going to be able to test without treats. Yeah, because for CJC, you can't have treats. And then for Alliance of Therapy Dogs, you also can't have treats. Okay, so. Yeah. It's very interesting even, so like pet partners, you test individually. And then like TDI, Therapy Dog International, you test in a group setting. It's so interesting how different each organization is. Yeah, and what a lot of people don't realize is that different organizations work with different places. So it kind of depends if there's a specific organization or program that you're wanting to volunteer with, then you'll want to look and see what program works with that. Like you were saying, you wanted to do more clinical stuff. And so you went through pet partners. And so it's interesting because that's really, if you have a specific area that you want to volunteer, you kind of have to go in that direction. Yeah, we basically found that out like second or third week class. It was one of the benefits of taking the eight-week course and working towards testing is that they kind of give you all this information rather than having to do the legwork on my own. That's pretty valuable. (laughs) It was. It was totally invaluable. And yeah, it was really cool to hear what different organizations go to different settings. So are you interested in clinical settings because that's where you're working as well? Kind of. I think most of just what I live and breathe is nursing. And so it's where I'm comfortable. You know, some people walk into hospitals and it's like the most anxiety producing producing just experience yes and I walk into hospitals and it's like this is home this is calming I like know my role in that setting I know where my resources are and just it's that's just kind of who I am and so when I thought about who I could connect with the most as a therapy dog team I thought of mainly children but individuals that are hospitalized and so that's kind of how I navigated to that goal and that's important that you thought of where you feel comfortable because if you have any anxiety in the in the experience you're you transfer that down the leash. So to know that you already feel confident and at home in that environment, Benny will feel that too. Yes. It's been interesting as we've like started getting out a little more. Now we're a little more locked down again, but over the summer, just going into various settings with a little bit of like public access training and just kind of getting our feel. It was very interesting to watch my feelings really transfer to him. And you could tell, you Mm -hmm. could really tell. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that develops. What do you think he will enjoy about being a therapy dog? Probably just the people. He is a mama's boy through and through. We still struggle with a little bit of separation anxiety, but we kind of cold turkeyed him about three weeks ago and we were like, all right, we have to be gone away from the house for eight to 10 hours. Like we're going to figure this out. And he's adjusted really, really well. But he in environments with a lot of people just like smiles constantly. And it's interesting because... One thing I think that we haven't practiced really in the therapy setting, and I don't know if this, or the the training setting, and I don't know if this is impacted by COVID, is kind of that getting pet by multiple people. And like, I'm imagining like a dog sitting at a library getting pet by eight children kind of thing. You know, you don't really practice that in the therapy training realm. But luckily, we live next to five children. And so they have put Benny in that experience and he just thrives. Yeah, it's it's really interesting because then other days he's like in between my legs, like don't touch me. 
So I don't know. I think that's what he'll like the most. But again, like I am, I'm dead set on, I've spent this money for training and I'll spend the money on testing. But if we go to our first, second or third visit and he is like, mom, no, yeah, we're done. And I think that's so important to be able to like read them and to know that. Yeah. Yeah. We were talking last week about how some dogs, like they put in a couple of years and then they're done. And then other dogs, like they just need to wait a couple of years before they start too. So it just depends on the dog. Yes. I didn't plan on like jumping into classes when I did with him, but it became available this summer. And so I did. And he was definitely the youngest in the class by like almost two years. So that also showed me that like, if it doesn't work this round, we can try again. Yeah. Uh, And you'll know what you need to work on during that time. Yes. I mean, life never slows down, but I can't imagine a busier time in my life. So I think that's one thing too, is if it doesn't work, it might be as a result of my chaos. I totally understand that. What surprised you the most so far? This makes me sound like my dog is perfect and he is by no means perfect. (laughs) I have just been shocked by how quickly he picks up on things. I knew that from training him by myself when he was a puppy is that once he got something, he got it. But I have been pretty surprised in the therapy training journey that he will pick up on things. Being that we go to a class has been really fun because sometimes we spend half the class like teaching tricks and just getting them excited about working kind of. And so that's been really fun is just to kind of engage in that way with him in a like structured setting. I was very surprised when he lost his ever loving mind when I walked out of the room when we practiced like out of sight stays. So that on the flip side, I was a little shocked, but it happens. I just kind of giggled. All the other handlers were like looking at me like, what's going on? I was like, he's okay, I promise. That's great. What advice do you have for someone else who's interested in being a therapy dog? I think I could go many routes with this, but I also think, and it might sound a little cliche, but like going into it with an open mind and no Mm -hmm. expectations. I think that For me, that has made the hard days easier. It is knowing that I went into this kind of as a learning experience and recognizing that I don't need an A on this assignment. I don't even need a completion. It's just kind of that journey to try something new. But I think, I mean, my advice would be to don't give up. If your dog is one that you see this potential in and you want to keep going with it, go with it. But I also think like enjoying it yourself too. If you're not enjoying it, the dog's not going to enjoy it and the people you're visiting aren't going to enjoy it. It's all three of you, right? You, the dog, and people receiving the experience. Yes. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you so much, Taylor. It was so great to talk with you. Thank you for inviting me. This was awesome. And I'm sorry that Benny ditched us. It's okay. Sunny ditched (laughs) us too. All right. Have a good day. Bye. Bye. I really hope you enjoyed this episode of Therapy Dog Talk. If you did, please do me a favor and leave a review and rating on the podcast platform of your choice. If you have a guest that you think would be a great fit for Therapy Dog Talk, send me an email at hello at therapydogtalk.com. Thank you so much and we'll see you next week.